got friends, only wanna talk business. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I've been reading all the work. And welcome to Put That Coffee Down, the Freight Sales Podcast for Closers. My name is Kevin Hill, and I'm your host, as always, here on Freight Waves TV. And it's always good to be lucky. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about four different types of luck when it comes to life in general. But we're going to talk to, to Nate Schutz. He is a VP of Fulfillment and Logistics over at Blue Dot. Plus, he is the host of the Bootstrapper's Guide to Logistics. Plus, he is, uh, you know, the, the founder of a, a group for entrepreneurs and founders. So we're always talking about luck together because it takes a lot of luck in life to, 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 to make it happen. But a lot of it's not... That first initial blind luck, a lot of it is luck that you make on your own. If you ever heard the expression, you make your own luck, oftentimes you do. And that's what we're going to talk about today with Nate Shoots. So let's welcome Nate to the show right now. Good morning, Kevin. Nice to see you again. Good to see you as always, Nate. As always, we're going to talk about a little bit of luck, um, but we're also going to talk about, you know, entrepreneurship founder and all of that is what it's all about sales and business development because that's the most important maybe not the most important but it is i think it's the most important part of starting anything is getting out promoting it and making sales because that's what business runs on totally agree and let's first acknowledge that it, when it comes to luck we got to wake up this morning and talk about logistics and, and be in the most interesting industry in the world and just by being a, a virtue of, or a virtue of being in the freight industry, we're, we're lucky to begin with. I mean, or unlucky, depending on which side of the market you're on right now. I, we had this discussion uh, not a, a couple months ago we, where you posed a question to uh, a group uh, of entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, I, first of all, let's, let, let's kind of touch upon that and, and what the, 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 the founders meet up and, and kind of that, that, program and anyone who might be interested in, in, in joining that and contacting you. It's a monthly meeting, it's about an hour and a half, where a lot of entrepreneurs come together and kind of discuss challenges and, and opportunities and, and maybe vent a little bit, um, cry sometimes, and, um, and really support each other. So when did you start that uh, and, and kind of the, the evolution of that? Sure. So it came out of talking to so many founders on the Bootstrapper's Guide to Logistics, and they would open up to me what the challenges were of being an entrepreneur, whether it was, you know, risking everything financially, or how do you navigate starting and operating a company while you have a family, maybe with young kids. And entrepreneurship is very, very difficult. And for a lot of folks, they find it isolating a lot of times their identity is really wrapped up in the success or failure of, of how well the company is doing at any given time. And I started to hear the same themes over and over again of, I wish I had someone to talk to about this. And I wish I had an answer to this question that I'm facing. Maybe I want to sell my company, but I, I don't even know who to talk to about that. I, I wasn't planning on doing it. And now I'm, I'm considering it for the first time and I don't know where to go. And after hearing so many of those same issues come up, 
I started asking, well, do you want to talk to other founders? Because I keep hearing a lot of themes that are emerging that you might be able to learn from one another. And I sent out an invitation and about a dozen people showed up. And we just did a, a virtual 90 minute session, got to know each other. Some had already, you know, met previously throughout the industry and, uh, and such. And I thought it might take time for camaraderie to develop or trust before people would really take a risk and open up to each other. And it was the exact opposite. People began immediately saying after a meeting, they would say, I didn't realize how much I needed that. I, I was able to come here and I don't have to present myself a certain way. I don't have to have all the answers. I actually just have a lot of questions. And they found some relief even, I would say, from the the pressures of running and operating a company as a CEO. And so I invited them back another month. And this is now May or June of last year. And more people wanted to keep coming. And we're now a little over a year into it. And I've started to call the group Ballast. Uh, and I can explain what that means in just a moment, but the really neat thing about working with founders and entrepreneurs, they're incredibly exciting people to be around. They're super bright. They're highly motivated, very, very skilled. And this particular group is also really low ego. There's no, it's not a competition. They want to help each other. They collaborate, they give each other leads. They introduce each other to different service providers. Maybe they, they're looking for an attorney for a transportation issue and they can make that connection and they're getting so much value from it that they keep coming back. And we have more and more founders reaching out and saying, I want to be a part of this. You know, where do I go? And so we'll be starting a, another group or two later this summer and, and inviting other founders in who have those same challenges and, and don't want to go it alone so that haven't quite figured out all the taglines for it yet, but one of my favorite sayings is that smooth seas uh, do not make good sailors and the seas are going to get rough in entrepreneurship and ballast is a weight that you put in the bottom of a ship. It used to be stones or sand or rocks. And nowadays it's either water in the, in the bottom of a vessel or it's steel. And the more weight is in the bottom of a vessel, the more stability it has when seas get rough. And for entrepreneurs, the seas are going to get rough. It's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. And so if you're going to be in that, in that position, why not have yourself surrounded by people who understand what it's like, um, for the hard times. And then when you have good times to celebrate with people who know what it took to get there. So it's a privilege and an honor to be able to bring people together like this and know that we're building a, I think the world's first community specifically for logistics entrepreneurs, founders, and executives to come together and uh, meet with service providers and investors and each other. And we don't know exactly where it's going to go. It's an experiment, but I think if we keep putting ourselves out there like this, a lot of good things are going to happen. And that segues into the luck, right? I mean, I, I think the, the bootstrapper's guide to, um, to, to logistics came about because you, you messaged Craig just on Twitter, right? Making your own luck. Um, that fed down to me. We got it set up. And from there comes Belast. And you and you don't know where it's going to go next. And so that that is part of creating your own luck. If I had not a year and a half or two ago been on Twitter at that moment when that opportunity came up, the chances that you and I would be talking right now are next to zero. And 
I be a couple of years ago, I began treating the rest of my life instead of being very prescriptive and I have a plan and I want to make certain things happen. I started approaching it saying, I want to increase my likelihood of accomplishing what I want to. And here are the things that I can do to increase the odds of that. And one of those is I need to meet as many people as possible differently than other people, not just going to conferences or not just, you know, doing networking groups, but be willing to do things differently than others so that you end up with different experiences that lead to different outcomes. And last year I had a, I got invited to go to Mexico and meet with a founder and his team and, you know, learn what their operation was up to. And of course we became friends and, and I had an experience in a foreign country because of a post on Twitter two years ago. And to me, that is, that's a combination of fortunate timing and being in the right place at the right time, but then also doing a bunch of work and grinding out podcast episodes. It's not all, it's, it's a blast most of the time, but it's also a lot of work. And when you string those consistent efforts together over a long period of time, the likelihood that you're going to be quote lucky increases. It does increase. And that takes us back to luck and the four different types of luck, because what we're explaining right here isn't the the first kind of luck that that most people think about. It. It's, it's like winning the lottery ticket, right? Blind luck. Blind luck is real chance. There's not skill involved. There's not effort put into it. It is oftentimes the lightning bolt that strikes out of nowhere. Winning the lottery is a weird form of blind luck because you still had to buy a ticket and buying that ticket, most people lose money. I mean, it's, it wouldn't be a sustaining lottery if, if it gave out more money than it took in. Yeah. And it's, it's not a skill or it is buying the ticket, right? Isn't necessarily a good decision. Agreed. So for me, I think the other examples of blind luck are the genetic lottery. You know, I was born into a family that was safe and uh, kind. And I was able to, to learn and grow as an individual in a country during peacetime, um, in one of the most successful economic eras in human history. And then I went to a school system that I didn't build and I had opportunities put in front of me at companies that I didn't create. And those to me are examples of and I'm a, I'm a white middle-aged male. I have pretty much every possible um, form of advantage and privilege. Now you take the exact same person and they're born into a different era in time in a different country, perhaps with a different skin color um, or different abilities based on their, you know, what, how they were born and completely different outcomes. And so there's an element for me of keeping humility in any success that I have or may have in the future is I, I think I'm probably responsible for about 2% of the good things that have happened to me. The rest of them, I have benefited from systems and structures and investments that other people have made before I even got here that I'm the beneficiary of. You do. Yeah, you do. And going back to sales, I mean, that's where what plays out, right? Putting yourself in lucky positions or creating lucky activities. And part of that is making more calls, making more calls than anybody else and taking an approach that uh, pays out exponentially. 
right. maybe to a water analogy yeah and in in some respects right is is that you want to put yourself in in positions and do activities that are exponential they're, they're not necessarily linear exponential that is where real luck becomes and if you're making more calls um doing something a little bit different all of a sudden uh, a well that is where you land big well accounts huge accounts right that this that's how you do it, not by doing uh, the, the average amount of activity in the average way that the, the average company does, right? That's going to give you average results or non-lucky results. Uh, you want to, to put yourself in those positions where you have exponential opportunities for growth, uh, which a lot of people deem lucky, which it's kind of random. Right, but you're doing enough activity that something random that's good, maybe great, is going to happen eventually. There's a great book by Naval Ravikant. It's uh, called uh, Naval Manak, and he talks about the the coordinate or the the place where luck and and those types of activities start to collide. And the other element of it that we haven't really talked about is who you are as a unique individual. If I'm not naturally gifted at sales. It's something that I have to work at. And I, I wouldn't even say that I particularly enjoy it, but I know that in order to be successful in any new venture, you do have to do that. Now, if you take me who prefers really operating, I, I love building and creating things and refining them and optimizing them. I could play in that sandbox for 14 hours a day and never get bored because I love it. It's just, it comes so naturally to me that it's play. Now, if you and I had to compete head to head one, you know, one on the sales side and then compete head to head on the operations side over a long enough period of time, neither one of us could out compete the other in the areas where we're not naturally gifted. I, I, that, that's, I, 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 I believe that is the core premise of playing to your strengths. And when you are doing activities that you genuinely love, nobody's going to be able to outcompete you on that because it's not work for you. It's work for them, but for you, it's just play. And, and that's where surrounding yourself with complimentary people. If, if you love building technology, but you, you don't like, uh, you know, talking to customers, you need to find somebody that's really, really good at talking to customers and enjoys it and work together. And th and then you're going to have one plus one equals three, because you're going to increase your surface area more than the sum of your parts. And you're going to get more lucky a few degrees at a time. And again, the longer you play that game, the greater your winnings will be. The longer you play that game, you're exactly right. Uh, expanding that surface area, adding more skills. And that's part of team building too, right? You want to add more skills to your organization. You can't, you, you want to focus in on what you do really well. So if it sells, go out there and sell all the time, increase your surface area by adding in operators and engineers and others that that's what they want to do 14 hours a day. And, um, and that's the way, way to go. And, and I do agree. I mean, if you're doing something you like to do or love to do, uh, you can do it 24 hours a day, right? And it's it doesn't necessarily have to be your passion either. You know, it is the, the more you do something, the better you get at it naturally. I don't want to say naturally, right? But if you're getting better at it and you enjoy getting better at it, 
Uh, it could be the most boring thing in the world to the outside, to any outsiders. But if you're good at it and you build up a skill that, you know, 10,000 hours of skill, right? Um, you are going to enjoy it because you're really good at it and you're probably better than 99% of the people out there. And, and it doesn't really matter what that skill is or it, it doesn't really matter what that skill is because if you can outcompete 99% of the, the population around you, you're probably going to like it. For sure. And that's not to say that I don't wish I had more blind luck. I would love to have lightning strike a, a few times. And so that's one of the questions I would have for you is, as you look back on not just your career, but your life in general, do you feel that you've been lucky? I, I do think I, I, I've been lucky in a lot of ways. I mean, I was born in the U.S., so you had the blind luck position of it. Um yeah, you know, I put, I, you know, I made a very conscious decision to, to make myself lucky too, to put myself into positions where good things will happen, you know, and, you know, I, there's a, a few instances where I'm just like, well, I'm, I'm glad I showed up at that conference because I met four people who've changed my life. Right. Um, was it random kind of, I mean, it didn't have to happen. I, I won't really consider it random because I, I went with that goal in my, in my, my head, right. Who those four people were, I, I didn't know at the time, but eventually I, I can root it back to a couple conferences that I went to that, that really hooked me into the, the network of logistics and kind of built future relationships. It wasn't that forethought. It was getting there to, to build something like that. You, you don't know who it's going to be. And that's the reason why that is where the work comes in is going out and and networking and talking to everybody and then going through life, you know, your normal day to day and and then um, figuring it out from there. So I, I'm very aware and conscious now of making luck and I try to do 100 percent of the things that will put me in a position to be lucky in the future. And hardly any time, I hate wasting time on things that, uh, if it's not going to be put my, put me in a position to be lucky in the future, I hate doing them. And I, I can't hardly even stand spending five minutes doing it. Success and how people perceive how lucky they are. If you have a, a bad outcome, a lot of time of any kind, whether you're on the golf course or a relationship and it doesn't go the way that you want, a lot of times people say, oh, I just had bad luck. And they blame it almost on external circumstances that happened to them. Yet when you ask somebody who's very successful, how did you do that? They often have a bias that they believe that they're fully responsible for their own success. I don't know many people that say, oh, no, I, I just got lucky. Yet the handful of wildly successful entrepreneurs that make it for decades and decades at a time at the highest levels, oftentimes will will reach a point of recognizing how much of a role luck did play in it. And to me, that's part of what I think can keep us grounded and, and having gratitude is to recognize it really is both. It's a paradox. You random chance and uh, random encounters are going to influence the course of your life as well as your actions and to be able to walk through that with your eyes wide open makes the the best days 
I, I don't want to say better, but it makes them sweeter somehow. And it makes the days that, that don't go as well, maybe not as defeating. And somewhere in the mix of all of that is a whole bunch of people in a really cool industry, you know, working together and, and trying to collaborate and, and do interesting things together. And I choose to look for the, the good in all of that personally. And the more optimism you carry forward, the more good things find you. Um, nobody, nobody wants to be around somebody who's negative all the time and, and feels like they're just a victim of bad luck. So then you don't want to be around that person because you don't want to catch it. Yeah, it's contagious, right? Attitude is a sentiment. Your attitude is contagious. So you don't want to be around people with bad attitudes because they're going to bring uh, bad luck. Uh, part of luck, too, is, is timing. Right when we talk about luck, uh, a lot of that is just about timing, and and that's where uh, a lot of businesses are successful or not, just because of little bit of random timing and, and it's luck, and there, there's nothing that you can control um, out of that. And I think that's an important lesson. So if you're an entrepreneur, if you're in sales, you can um, uh, only you, you can control what you can control, and that is you know your product, you know the quality of your product or your service your activity, your attitude, um, what the economy is doing, what interest rates are doing, uh, what the freight market is doing, you can't control that. So uh, building a, a business or a, a sales book of business that's resilient to that will bring you luck in the future, will bring good things, right? But if you, do, if you worry about what the economy is going to do or um, what this competitor of yours is, is doing, then you're not putting your putting yourself into a position to succeed, which means that you're not putting yourself in a position to capture lucky things in the future. And then in our industry in particular, there are a few macro tailwinds to certain events or certain segments of the industry that uh, Mexico is a great example. I think Mexico is going to be a big winner in global trade with the U.S. for the next several decades. Now, if you happen to do cross-border activity, for example, you're going to naturally benefit from changes to U.S. foreign trade policy that are are going to make cross-border activity uh, grow significantly. And if you choose to invest in that area as an entrepreneur or as an employee looking for a company that you believe it has a lot of upside, now that that's an example where you can be intentional with some type of unique insight to put yourself in a situation where you're going to have long-term success. If you're looking to do the um, scattershot approach, and I I, I want to I just want a, a promotion, so I want to get a job with a higher title anywhere, and you end up going to work for uh, a freight brokerage that has uh, you know only five co- legacy customers and they're, and they're not growing. And you expect good things to happen, well, you're you're picking the wrong horse in the in the race. Uh, and you're like there's you can still be successful, but your likelihood of success is going to be a lot lower. And so, that's where I get so fascinated by. I love logistics. I it's one of the great. It's funny to say it, it's one of the great passions of my life. I love studying you know economics and what happens in the world. Uh, throughout all of the economies that are connected through logistics, because it's sort of the story of people. Yeah, it's a story of people, flow of goods, the economy, and it's, it's really that the the the, the backbone or the central nervous system. 
So I would say if I had, if I had to make investments, I'm going to be looking for, um, a bunch of bald guys with glasses because that group seems to just be growing by the day. Nate, uh, you know, we're running out of time here. So, uh, it's, it's always great talking to you. And if, um, if anyone wants to, to reach out and learn more about, um, and I'm going to mispronounce it because I mispronounce every word that's even somewhat challenging, uh, is a ballast. Well, let me, let me spare ballast. you then I'll, I'll do it for you. Yeah. Ballast. Um, if you're interested, if you're a founder or an investor or an entrepreneur and you want to connect with others, shoot me a note. My email is Nate at logisticsfounders.com. Pretty simple. And I can connect you with a handful of like-minded folks. And if you're interested, if, if you're entrepreneur, if you're an entrepreneurship, if you're thinking about starting a business, uh, reach out to Nate. He's a great resource and it really, the, the, the group is awesome. And I can't say, uh, it, I, I can't say enough nice things about it. It's, it's something I look forward to every month and, uh, it, it, it's helped me, uh, tremendously internally as well as, as externally, because, uh, you have to work on your, your internal parts because you're kind of isolated as an entrepreneur and in, in a lot of ways you, you kind of you're huddled into your own little cave and you come out into the world and and you reach around and it's really bright sometimes and confusing um and then you go back and you hunker down and you work some more so um nate thanks again and we'll, you'll you'll be producing a little you'll be producing more content uh focused around entrepreneurship with the podcast uh we'll call it season two right now so be on the lookout for more episodes um from nate shoots thank you kevin great to see you as always you bet thanks and for that that wraps it up for this edition of put that coffee down we'll see you next tuesday here on freight waves tv i got friends only want to talk business i got expensive because when is expensive i got expensive because when is expensive i've been getting out of work I've been shutting out the stars. Yeah, cause when it rain, then it pours. Yeah, and I'm ready for some more. Yeah.